Welcome back, everybody, to the Comedy Castle Podcast. And I am your host, Joel Fragamani. It is a holiday week. It is Thanksgiving week at the Comedy Castle. But we got lots of great entertainment for you on either end of that. We got shows Tuesday, Wednesday. We've got shows Friday and Saturday. Let's get into what's going on this week. And then we'll tell you, give you some update from last week and get to our interview with Zach Martin. It's going to be, it's a really fun interview. So uh, you're going to like it. Uh, This Tuesday is the 21st of November is the 101 Comedy Class Showcase. That's the beginners. Their friends and family come out and you can come out as well. You can get your tickets on ComedyCastle.com, as you can for all of the shows I'm going to mention here. And that's at 7.30 p.m. And uh, for those of you that are interested in comedy classes, maybe to give them as a gift, call the Comedy Castle at 248-542-9900. And that's how you can sign up, or you can sign up your loved one for comedy class. Give that gift this holiday time. In the, the next advanced comedy class that I teach for people who have done the 101 and want to do more is going to start January 13th of 2024. That's the next one that starts. I got a group now, fun, fun group of people. Next one, January 13th. All right. Next on the agenda, Wednesday, the 22nd, the night before Thanksgiving show night before Thanksgiving. Some people consider that the biggest bar night of the year. I don't know if that's true or not, but we have a great show for the night before Thanksgiving. We've got Brad Wenzel closing out that show. Brad's been on Conan and a bunch of stuff. He started here in the Detroit area, and he's going to make everybody laugh that night. And a real whole bunch of fun uh, young comedians on there, including the MC Ryan Brown, one of my guys, one of my students, Ryan Brown. Uh, a lot of fun people on that show. So come out the night before Thanksgiving and have some yucks with us at 730. Uh, of course, no show Thanksgiving, but this weekend, Zach Martina for four shows, 7.15 p.m. and 9.45 on Friday. 7 p.m. and 9.30 are the shows on Saturday nights. So if you want to come out on the 24th or Saturday the 25th, we've got uh, four shows for you. Elena Bamfield will be the MC. Elena is a comic that's appeared a couple times on our stage. And then she moved out to New York City to pursue comedy. So she's home visiting the family. She'll be our host this weekend. And Alex Bazanovic, a guy uh, I've known for quite a while and is very funny and unique. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm sure Alex has been on our stage uh, before. I don't know about on the weekend. So it'll be great to have Alex out there. And of course, Zach Martina. Uh, some of you know Zach. Uh, went viral for being the Detroit Lions head coach, doppelganger, comedy press conference guy when Matt Patricia was the coach. You'll hear me talk to Zach about that. You'll hear me talk to Zach about uh, how comedy has changed. Um, we, we talk about weed stores. I thought that was a funny part. Of it. A lot of fun stuff with Zach. But before we get to Zach Martina, and uh, I want to update you on what happened last week with Craig Shoemaker. If you listened to last week's show, I want to thank everybody that listened. People said they were crying listening to this show. As I put uh, uh, when I posted the show, I also cried while making that show and was just so uh, happy for Chris Barrett, who 
told Craig his story of listening uh, to Craig in Iraq and becoming inspired to be a comedian. And he had some question that he wanted me to ask Craig. And Craig said, oh, no, Chris can open the shows. So that's what happened. Chris, having never played, he was one of my students, but he had never played on the weekend shows at the Comedy Castle. That's a big deal. And when you have a guy like Craig Shoemaker, who drew some huge crowds, sold out the Saturday night shows. So here's what we'll do right now. I'm going to call Chris Barrett. We'll talk to him. We'll find out how he's doing the the, the day after the weekend. And then uh, we'll talk to Zach Martina. All right, here's let's call Chris. Hello, Chris Barrett. How are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. Have you come down from the high of hosting the Comedy Castle this weekend? Yeah, I had uh, yesterday. I had like a little crash, kind of. <laughs> it felt like <laughs> I'm like nothing's happening right yeah. now. <laughs> what a cool weekend! And uh, you know, it was nice too that Craig. Uh, you know, you said those nice words about Craig. Kind of told the story before you brought him out, and then he, you know, gave you your flowers there and said, uh, you know nice things about you too so it was very very nice weekend i think you had great shows it was great i yeah, it was um i don't know it felt like out of a movie kind of <laughs> it was it was crazy you know yeah still trying to keep my head in the game you know knowing i have a job to do but at the same time kind of being like hey this is uh kind of crazy <laughs> yeah it was well it was a great weekend and i'm glad it happened and i'm glad you know i feel like uh Craig was very nice to you backstage, tried to help you even out. We had some opinions on some of your material and things you could do and probably good advice, I would think. Oh, yeah, definitely. He had, uh, you know, pointers and a few different things he said. And um, one in particular, right before the second show on Friday, kind of gave me this like pep talk <laughs> and it set me out like like I just drank 10 Red Bulls. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> That's it. Get you fired up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was an amazing experience, definitely. Yeah, we had some great shows, big crowds. If you came out and got to see Chris. And then, you know, the other thing that I didn't see is, you know, Craig would go out and sell his stickers and you were out there. I mean, did, did people come up to you? Were they did, did they enjoy the show? Did you get lots of that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, they wanted to talk to Craig. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people did come up to me, you know, relating to some of the material mm -hmm. I brought up you know, saying I did a great job and, um, that was, it was an awesome experience, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm look, I'm glad you did a good job because if you hadn't, a lot of it would come to me. Yeah. What did you do? You ruined the weekend. <laughs> We've got 50 complaints on Yelp right now. And we're giving money back to people who said they've never coming back to the con. No, none of that happened. It was a great weekend. And, uh, I'm really well, proud I of you, dude. I said that to Craig too. I'm yeah. like, man, you didn't know anything about yeah, me. Absolutely. Just, but that's the kind of, I mean, he's like over 40 years of experience. Yeah. He's like, you could have came out to, you know, a dog, you know, right. bouncing itself on a ball and been fine. You yeah. know? So and I think, I think in his mind, he always sort of, he knows that, you know, he knows he's going to do 80 minutes or usually what he does, but uh, you know, and it was, and, and, and he, uh, but even with that, it was like, you know, okay, he, I think he was impressed and I think he knows. And like I told you, I feel like, 
you know, Craig would bring comics from L.A. that, you know, and some of them were new and some of them were a little more experienced. But I mean, you were as good as any of those people. Well, I appreciate you that. Know? Yeah, you, got I, uh... it. you did exactly what you do as an opener. You get them warmed up. You, if you can get laughs, great. And you got plenty of laughs. Yeah, that was uh, trying to get that mindset of uh, you're the appetizer. Yeah. Get them hungry and then let the headliner out to eat them up. Yeah, well, so. you did it, dude. I'm so happy for you and uh, glad it worked out. I, yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, none of it would have happened if you didn't, you know, just casually bring that up mm-hmm. on the podcast. Well, I mean, so you reached out to me it. and said, hey, can you say this? And, you know, I'm always looking for stuff to ask the comics, you know, so it's like, well, you have this cool story about him that only, you know, it only, you know, People have egos. <laughs> Your story certainly helps uh, someone who might have an ego and that the Craig, you know, Craig is a great guy. But, you know, as comics performers, we have an ego. We want to know that what we're doing inspires people in addition to just getting it after the show that you make a DVD or some television thing. And, you know, that was certainly a thing when I was interviewing, talking to him about, you know, I really enjoyed him on Howard Stern for all those years. And, and that must feel good. It must feel yeah, good. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I got some extra closure to the story too. Um, I got a DVD that I had bought, um, got Craig to sign it for my sergeant and I just sent it in the mail to him. So he's got, (laughs) so it's kind of, here's your DVD back. It is full circle. (laughs) Full circle. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, It was great, Chris. Well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad you had a great weekend. And I, like I, I think I told you on Facebook, there should be more of these weekends, dude, and you deserve it. I sure hope so. It was an amazing experience. County Castle was awesome there. Everybody, like all the staff there, awesome people. Yeah. And uh, obviously, thank you again. Uh-huh. It was, appreciate everything you've done. The least I could do, man. least I could do. You deserve it, yeah. Chris. All right, Thanks. buddy. We'll let you go. Thanks for talking again. Nice to talk to you. Have all a good right, one. Chris. Take care, buddy. Bye. Well, there it is. Chris Barrett, man. That's... Uh, he did a great job, Chris. It was a fun weekend. Uh, you'll be back. And I know people, uh, uh, again, that were listening, we're so happy for you, and, and you deserve it, dude. You're a good dude. Had his wife, had his brother out for the late show. And he got to meet Craig. It was a fun night. Fun night. All right. So what? now we're going to get into Zach Martina. Uh, a couple things. I already mentioned a couple things that we talked about. One thing that Zach did is he recorded his end. So if the show sounds a little different, uh, it should sound better, actually, because Zach recorded his end at home, and uh, you'll hear right away that uh, we didn't do it in person, and maybe we should have done that, too, because Zach's so fun to hang out with. This is a great talk. I laughed. I laughed a lot on this one, so let's turn it over, and you will laugh this weekend, so let's throw it over to my interview with Zach Martina. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on the other end of my line... I've got this week's headliner, Zach Martina. Zach, welcome to the Comedy Castle podcast again. Joel, it's so great to be back. And while, I mean, I always loved talking to Tom, I'm really going to enjoy talking to Joel. Well, I hope so. And here's what I, (laughs) you sent me, uh, you don't even realize that you broke my heart a little bit in the sense of when I said... uh, I said, okay, you get to do an interview, and you go, uh, you wrote me back like, okay, we doing this in person? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't even think about doing it in person just because most <laughs> of the guys are out of town. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, Tom and Zach, 
<laughs> you guys would go out. You'd have like a boys' night to do this podcast. Uh, more of a boys' afternoon. Boys' I mean, afternoon. God, okay. God love Tom. He's he's getting old. I mean, as am I, but he's getting older. <laughs> but Tom would do, and and maybe you guys heard these shows. You know, you guys would go out, have drinks, a meal, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you'd send it to Tom would send me the audio because I was producing the show. Everyone when to, for people that don't know, I was making those shows, even though Tom was doing the interviews and it'd be like, you know, all kind of Bob Seger music behind you guys that I had to try <laughs> to take out in post-production. So it was kind of like it was a nightmare listening to two guys having a great time and me just sort of like pulling my hair out. But that's yeah, what... You say dinner drinks like a boys' night. Make no mistake, it was always a dive bar. Yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. And then I think uh I think for tax purposes, Tom had to ask you about your mortgage at some point yeah. in, the, uh, in the evening <laughs> just so he could write that off. He sure did. <laughs> but we love Tom. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, I should do it, you know, not but it does it does hit me now going, you know, I'm gonna do some I'll try to do a face to face or two as we move. Well, I mean forward. you got I mean, especially coming into uh December, you got there's so many great locals uh, that are at the club usually. I mean, yeah. I'm sure someone would love to come and sit down. I, I would hope so. I would hope people would want. <laughs> well, when you said that, I'm like, oh, man, I could hang out with Zach and I'm a dummy. But I don't know. It's hard. You know, it's it's it, when you have uh, obligations, as I know you do with family, that gets hard. Mm -hmm. too. But you're actually forward. home with a sick daughter right now. Oh. So this actually worked out perfect. OK, here's what I got at home right now. I got a All sick right. girlfriend at home today. Oh, what she got? Don't know. Some kind of headache. Dude, it's been going around because I yeah. know some like people in our neighborhood, they've got this scratchy throat yeah. and uh, the ear aches and everything. Mm. And it's hard. To, I don't think it's COVID. Because, but then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm reading all these reports that this new strain oh, of new strain. COVID. I mean, I haven't. I, COVID evolves more than a Pokemon, man. It, it does. It, it, this new strain that they say it doesn't show up unless you do the send away test. But I don't. I don't know. Oh, is that what it is? The send away. That's what test. they say. But I I'm, don't. I don't have anything. time for it. It's COVID. Is uh, COVID's like weed? They just put out new stuff. <laughs> they keep making it more powerful. <laughs> now, if, oh, if weed could only dispense it by air, right? <laughs> have you I'm not? Kidding. Have you not been to Ferndale, Michigan? The whole place smells like weed. There's a okay, Zach. I'm going to tell you this. If you come, so if you drive sort of out of, you can do this one way or the other. You can drive out of Ferndale into Hazel Park, Michigan, down Nine Mile Road, and it's dispensaries on both sides of the street. And I think there's a couple facilities where they grow the entire oh. road while you're driving in your car, not even walking on the street, reeks of marijuana. <laughs> Is it at least good? Good. Uh, I, I guess it depends who you ask. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if property values are up in that neighborhood or, or down, I guess, depends on. Depends on what you like to smell. Yeah. Well, ask Tom uh, McCarthy. He could tell you. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I was just in Marquette and I mean, yeah. talk about small town. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Down there, Main Street, there were at least six dispensaries and yeah. it's not a big Main Street. Right. It was, it was wild. Yeah. Some towns really, they embrace it and they're all in on it. And I guess they're making money for the, you know, I mean, I'm, I can, I could really care less about it, even though, you know, I'll, I'll smoke pot sometimes or whatever. Or have sure. Sure. But 
you know, the whole, uh, you know, I guess it's better than make, you know, I don't want pot to be illegal and people go to jail for it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it me. seems pretty uh, trivial nowadays. <laughs> but, you know, I also don't need a store that's selling it every, you know, 100 feet here. I, yeah, I just don't understand the supply and demand for it. Like, it's just such an incredible supply to what yeah. was already a high demand. I, I there's just too much. <laughs> there, there probably is too much. And I know a guy that we, we work with a guy at the Comedy Castle and his his other job is is in the pot business. I think he's an IT guy for one of these pot companies. And uh, yeah, he's saying the same thing. He's like, yeah, there's so much. The price just, you know, the, they're practically giving it away. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and I'll take it. That's why every time you go in, they're <laughs> like, go, there oh, no, this go. is your 15th visit. You get a free pre-roll. Well, it's like, OK, just they're just trying to get wow. rid of just burn it, dude. The punch card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you went to the you could theoretically go to the pot store and then Subway. And if you got those two things in sync, you could have a whole free afternoon. Free, weed, free, free afternoon. Sub. And yeah. also talk about uh, planning. You're going to go get yourself a. A five dollar foot long or whatever after <laughs> you smoke the dew. Yeah. I mean that's gonna smack right. Right. So that's that's the thing. That's what they should do. But I don't know. <laughs> what are what who are we to give them great ideas, Zach? Keep uh, them for I us. mean just they're they're like any other company. <laughs> Apple. They take all of Google's ideas and then True. like fix them generations later. Yeah. Well, let's get into I mean, you're here this weekend. It's a holiday weekend, but I know sure, yeah, this weekend, though, as much as, you know, you go, it's only two days. It's not three days. This is usually a really big weekend because people have family and from out of town. They're looking for mm-hmm. something to do. They come to the Comedy Castle as big, a big group, and they all enjoy whoever you have there, which means that generally speaking, and, and this is, of course, Mark Ridley knowing what he's doing is we book a, a guy that's uh, everyone will enjoy. <laughs> I think I think a lot of times people just see me on stage and yeah. I start screaming and they're like, I, I feel like we should enjoy him. Otherwise, <laughs> something could happen. <laughs> well, you know, you you have appeal to everybody, which is nice, which is hard for a comic. And you I mean, know? I love I love the castle. I know I've mentioned it on this uh, podcast yeah. before, but like my dad brought me to the castle when I was seven to see oh, Dave wow. Coulier. Really? And uh, wow. oh, yeah. And uh, I remember going there. My dad, uh, I was there the night that he eventually recovered from it. But my dad had a heart attack the night that we went and I first saw Michael Costa, who was emceeing really? for uh, Dave Coulier. And I was like, that guy, I don't understand how he's just up front. He was by far my favorite. Yeah. And then uh, shortly thereafter, I, I got into Bill's class back when it was at Joey's. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Joey's. And cause I remember you very well from Joey's. And oh, yeah, I remember you, and you talk about Michael Costa, and good luck to Michael. I don't know what's going on with Daily Show, but apparently he's, sure. he's uh, very close. He's at the top of the list for guys who may take that over. So well, He's got a face for TV. Shout out to Mike. Yeah, well, that sure, was it. Sure. We always <laughs> It was a little bit of resentment among some comedians that, uh, what, what? This, this is kind of for ugly guys. Why is he doing it? <laughs> but I he's just, done, love, he's done I just well. love his silly arrogance, man. Yeah. Like. It is. Oh, God, that was my favorite. He's good. But I remember you as a as a young comic and an opening act and stuff. And I feel like and you tell me what was your path to headlining. But I feel like you were a guy that would be on the show and you do whatever your middle spot or your opening spot. And it would be like whoever they booked and, and you know, nothing against anybody else. But it's like, oh, I can't follow that. You just, just we just got to put Zach on last because no one can follow this. It's just too much. It's, it's, it's too intense. 
That's uh, that's I, I think that's what it boils down to. It's just yeah. too intense. People intense. don't want to necessarily follow the volume. Well, it's intense, and and then people want more of it. You know, you give them, and that's that's the thing. And this is what I tell my comedy students. I go, look, you want to be this act that you do your time, and people go, I want to see more of that guy. Or you know, yeah. you come home, and this is the thing when you're an opening act too. You hear this all the time, and I don't know that this means all that, but they would tell you, you know. Like, Hey, just between me and you, uh, after the show, I'll come up to you. Just between you and I, you should have been the main guy tonight. You know, yeah, the, the, the I, backhanded uh, I compliment. Did, <laughs> I did get that yeah, a lot when I, I was featuring, and I really didn't like it because yeah. they would—they're always drunk after the show. Yeah, right. They right. would always—they would always say it like. I'm I'm literally I'm basically standing on the headliner's toes. That's yeah. how close we are. And yeah. they say it. I'm like, I mean, you know, it's a <laughs> right. little something for everybody, I guess. Yeah, like, how right. do you, it's just uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's like kind of like I I kind of love this headliner. This guy's helped me so much. I don't want to hear you. But now shit. I'm headlining, and yeah. sometimes I'll say things, um, you know, that's not necessarily. Yeah. Would offend the masses, but maybe offend a certain individual just because of the, you know, different strokes for different folks type mm-hmm. of thing. And I've heard yeah. it said to features on <laughs> your show. Oh. So I was like, okay, I, I get it. I get it's it. a thing people say that <laughs> yeah. I think they think that's like the greatest compliment in the world to you if you're opening. And meanwhile, it's like, you know, this isn't a competition. We're all trying to make you laugh. Yeah, that's and it. we're going to be different and you're going to like one probably more than the other. And it might be the second guy or the first guy more than the last guy. But that's what makes a great show is you have something that everybody can enjoy. I can't imagine. I would love to see the show and the individual who comes off after seeing the entire show. And they're like, you know, I got to be honest. I liked everyone equally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's human nature, I think. Right. That we go, well, this is better than that. Or, you know, uh, you know, you go to a restaurant twice you're going to have an opinion for sure. The thing you ordered last time, I should have ordered that. I don't know why I switched. I should have oh, the dude, thing food I had envy. Time. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Food envy is a real thing. So much so that like when we're eating at home, my mm-hmm. wife and I, Emily, uh, she's just like, what do you want on yours? I'm like, however you're doing yours. That's how I want mine. Because if <laughs> I choose first, oh. you're going to have four more things that just amplify the dish and i'm gonna be real upset gets to the point where like you're looking at your family while they're still eating because you inhale it and you're just kind of staring at them with eyes like listen we both know that you're not going to finish that so why don't you just pass it over right now (laughs) this is marriage advice we're getting this is great (laughs) or a or a a cautionary tale in (laughs) self-control well how that relates to comedy yeah you you want to you know you'd be i mean i know people i'm sure that that come to our club and go, you know, like sometimes people you go and if you've never been, you have the greatest time of your life. And then you come back a week later and you go, yeah, I don't know if it was as good this time, but it's, it's, you know, it's different. It, it sure. hits you different the second time and you got to figure out uh, what really floats your boat. It blows my mind at how often people come up after the show and they're like, this was my first comedy show ever. Yeah. I mean, the, it happens so like, I it just I, i'm dumbfounded by it yeah well that's great that people are going to comedy shows i mean the thing oh, yeah. about here's the thing about comedy that people may not realize is uh and i'm speaking just from detroit but whatever city you're in uh, this would i'm sure apply to you there's a million comedy shows in a million different venues every mm-hmm. weekend and it's yep. insane i've never you know i've been in doing this 24 years i've never seen this number of shows uh 
And, you know, they could all be sold out. You know, we could be sold out at the Comedy Castle. Royal Oak Music Theater's got some guy. He's sold out. The Fox has somebody there sold out. The Fillmore yep. have somebody that same night. There, You know, it's crazy. The it's, demand uh, is out of control. And I hope, I mean, it kind of feels like, I mean, obviously I wasn't around during the boom of the 80s yeah. and 90s, but it does feel, I mean, kind of like with the, the weed, there is a lot of <laughs> supply for comedy and the demand is hopefully kind of raising up to an equal level. Yeah, well, I think the demand is there, although I will tell you, and, and I listen, I only know this secondhand from the guys that were around when they would tell you about, you know, doing three Saturday shows and two on Thursday and oh, yeah, shows yeah. on Sunday night and Tuesday night. And I go, I, you know, sent for the feature. Yeah, maybe we don't need some of that. <laughs> you know, nowadays, I think we're probably better off having maybe a little less. Prop. But, you know, as the room gets bigger, you don't need eight shows a week if you're, you know, I mean, the Comedy Castle before its current location was never, I think it was less than 200 seats everywhere else it was. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what was I? I don't know. I can't figure out what I was going to say because I had some uh, weed butter on my toast this morning. So. <laughs> weed butter. All right. <laughs> keep, keep it real, man. Have, yeah, the, have man. the weed all day. <laughs> just right. clear my mind a little bit for our conversation. But let's uh, let's just go, you know, because like I said, Joey's Livonia is a place. Maybe it's the first time I saw you there, but I always oh, kind of associate I mean, I you with there. And uh, what's your memories of that place? We, we talked a lot about Chaplin's last week with with Craig Shoemaker. Tell us about Joey's Livonia as you remember it. I mean, Joey's, I loved that place. I mean, I always felt very, very comfortable in mm -hmm. Ann Arbor. I always felt very, very comfortable on the stage at Ridley's. But Joey's is just, that's where I took the class with Bill. That's yeah. where I did my first five minutes. And the way it was set up, that T-shape where like mm -hmm. it goes up and then straight back and uh, just the... It was a vaulted ceiling, but it was super low. I mean, when that place was packed, the way it was set up, the last would just fall on you from every yeah. single angle. And I mean, like the hangs back in the hallway, there was no green room, but that yeah. hallway was just filled with comics. It was, I mean, it's, I, and then the staff was so friendly and mm. so fun to me. And, uh, they would always give me guest sets and, yeah. uh, Bill was booking it back then, and he he's like, okay, you're going to MC, and he's like, okay, you're good to feature, and then finally he insisted that Funny Business let me uh, headline, and yeah. I got to headline it before it closed, and that was just, I mean, for a young comic who started a place, and it was like, that was incredible, and that one, then the next year it was, uh, Ridley gave me my first shot to headline, mm -hmm. and I think I've been there for the last, I don't know, five, six years, yeah. and people show up, and it's always a blast, man. <laughs> Well, the Joey's, yeah, the shape of that room, because it was so for people that don't know, it was the like sort of the attic uh, almost of mm -hmm. this restaurant and bar. And so you had sort of the shape of the roof. So I think the stage, the, the wall that was behind you was flat and then it sort of bent out like towards the audience. Yep. And I feel like like your, you know, your voice was going out to them and then their laughs were like bouncing off the ceiling, like you say, and hitting you. And when they had that place rocking with, you know, I don't I think it held just over 200 people. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable noise that those crowds could make there. I mean, it was something else. It was it was uh, fun. I've got some videos that I'm going through right now yeah. just because of the uh, world we live in and all that social yeah. media content. But I was looking at some sets from there the other night. And I mean, I look different. I sound different. But man, that it brings me back to uh, 
to a great place. It's it's nice to have two in uh, Michigan at the time, three clubs where you could feel safe to kind of like try yeah. stuff out. Right. You know, I don't yeah. think a lot of people have that many stages that are, are club based, especially in a smaller Midwestern market compared to Chicago or Atlanta. Yeah. New York, whatever. Yeah. It's sad that Joey's went away. But again, a lot of these places that, you know, that aren't the comedy castle. They're attached to a restaurant. They're attached to yep. a bar or something else. That business goes down and then bye bye comedy club. You know, it wasn't that the you know, the way I understood it from talking to people was that, you know, Joey's Livonia always the club itself was was good in making money. It was just the rest of that building couldn't sustain itself. The bar was always empty. The yeah, restaurant at a was point, the, yeah. the doors were always closed. Like, yeah. but everyone was upstairs having a good time and man, they were slinging those drinks, time. man. Well, the Comedy Castle is entering its 45th year next oh, year. So that's an exciting thing. And then five from the 50, big blowout for big five zero. <laughs> oh, man. We'll see. I, I can't imagine. I remember the 40th being a big deal. That was all. We had a lot of old school fans. And even, you know, with Craig Shoemaker, he was his he was 31 uh, headline spots. He's done at our club. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is why it's a nice little feather in the cap. Yeah, absolutely. All right. But let's talk about you now. I think for you, this year has been rough in a way. I'll explain. Um, <laughs> well, actually, not this year. It's been several years. And I just mm-hmm. want to know how you feel about it, because I feel like uh, a few years ago, uh, you were it was peak Zach Martina. We couldn't get enough Zach Martina when Matt Patricia coached the Detroit Lions. <laughs> that was a glory time, was it not? It was, uh, I mean, I cannot believe how many people watched those. I was doing shows last week and at each show, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I used to watch your press conference. And I'm, I was in um, Savannah, Georgia once with my family. Yeah. And our server came up to me and he goes, dude, you're the guy that does the uh, the coach thing right, oh. for the Lions. He's yeah. like, I'm a Buffalo fan. And you just did one on how we beat you with no running backs. And he's like, I loved it so much. <laughs> and my kids looked at me like, oh, you're actually a celebrity. This is oh. wild. So um, yeah, for those I, of you that, I, yeah, explain maybe to people that didn't uh, follow these things, how you ended up doing that stuff. I mean, at the time, I was probably the biggest I'd ever been in my life. Matt Patricia is a I mean, he's a gross person and uh, he had a beard. I had a beard and I had a green screen and I was really hoping we would win so I could do some press conferences yeah. that way. But um, we kept losing. And I'll be honest, man, that thing took an emotional toll on me because it. I was yeah. really zoned in at how bad we were yeah. at the time. And uh, I mean, as I, I've said this before, but. His wife actually messaged me on Instagram <laughs> to tell me she wasn't a fan of my comedy. Oh, and all my. I could say was like, thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I mean, hey, I'm not a fan of yours. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> he's, well, he's- look, I mean, someone, you know, she couldn't be mad at the husband who sucked as a coach. <laughs> it had to be your fault. Yep, for sure. It's like, your hey, fault. There's enough eyes on how bad he's doing. You don't need to add to it. But I yeah. did. And uh yeah, I'm just, you, I'm happy we're at where we're now. I mean, absolutely. I know. Come back win yesterday. Yeah. Oh, it's a great time to be a Lions fan, which is, is something people have not been able to say before. Right. And I, just to get, <sighs> tell you about Matt Patricia. So we had Paul Mercurio here a few weeks ago and Paul's from New England, right? He grew up in Providence. Oh, yeah. He says the problem with the Patriots this year is Matt Patricia. 
Well, he's not there. He's a coach. Is he not a coach there? I think he's a no, coach he's, there. He works, uh, he works in Philadelphia now. They had to fire oh, him does last he? year. Because it, oh, they fired him. Okay, but it was a problem that he was a problem there, too. Oh, yeah. Last year, okay. he was so bad. He was calling their offensive plays, which every time they won a Super Bowl, he was their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Then Belichick's like, no, nah, we'll have him call the offense. And it was yeah, that's Just that's atrocious. That's what the thing. Yeah, okay. So that's what he was telling me. Then I was trying to. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I guess they hated him there too. Oh, dude, they do not. Uh, they do not. I mean, and it's the same thing going on with. I mean, deep deep football dive right now. But yeah. Josh McDaniels in Vegas just got fired, and everybody thinks these Belichick coaches are going to be the way. Like, oh, they can do it in New England. We can do it anywhere. But they don't ever seem to understand. It seems like every time things were going wrong, whether it was offensively or defensively. Belichick would just be like, okay, I'm taking over. Stop calling things. It's on me now. Like, <laughs> right. he would just always bail them out. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, it might be his last year, but let's move on from football. Let's talk more <laughs> comedy. Let's do Why it. Why not? Come on. Let's do it. So, comedy, we just talked about clubs closing. How do you feel it's changed? I mean, uh, you know, just in terms of, uh, you know, the social media element, people now. Uh, are getting famous without sort of having to, you know, the Tonight Show break or the Comedy Central break doesn't even seem to be a, an opportunity that's even afforded many comedians anymore. Uh, where do you and come think, down on that? What, is I that think a good even thing? before it was just kind of a feather in the cap. Like, I don't yeah. think until you got, you know, big time on Netflix or HBO or what, whatever it was, like, I don't think that the credit helped as much. In yeah. recent memory, it was just like, oh, cool, we can put this on the poster. Um, I love the fact that social media is allowing people to get their start. And like, mm -hmm. I think it's like a, a, in hindsight, a very obvious evolution from television being the kingmaker, queenmaker mm -hmm. to social media doing the same thing. Um, I just I don't know, man, like crowd work has always been a thing um, mm -hmm. and it's not. It doesn't – I don't know. I don't think it's very indicative of how good of a – we'll call it a traditional stand-up comedian mm -hmm. it is. It's definitely an art form. It's definitely something. But then you see these people try and, uh, and, and, and tell their jokes and it's like they can't unless they've got these uh, scripted answers ready to go. So they've just got to go into the crowd. Um, yeah. People have fun. It sells tickets. I'm all for it. I genuinely believe that people see what they like and then – they go with it and it's just i'll tell you what is the hardest thing to put my my head around is just understanding any kind of algorithm like yeah. algorithm's a terrifying word mm -hmm. these days you used to be able to not say things about like i don't know religion or politics or whatever mm -hmm. like oh don't talk about that that's going to that's going to get you canceled you want to terrify some people especially comedians start talking about the algorithm yeah can't wrap your head around it. Yeah, I know a guy. We know it was a guy and he, we had booked him to, to play the comedy castle because he had come in and he was like millions of TikTok views. Right. So we booked mm -hmm. the guy one night. Guy kills. Right. Sell soul sells the place out on a Tuesday. So we say, OK, a year, year, year and a half. You come back and, uh, you know, we'll put you on the weekend and, you know, we'll have this great weekend because you're this famous TikTok guy. Something happened with TikTok where they took away like 90% of this guy's oh. followers. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. And then it I've turned out with TikTok. And then it turned into the guy oh. the guy's tickets weren't moving. Which makes sense, right? If that's how oh, you sure. got people knew you and oh. it went away and we ended up uh I think the booking ended up getting canceled. I don't know if it was from our end or his end, but it was like, yeah, man, you, you're not, you know. You, you I we, think we were we hired this and we're getting this. 
Yeah. Not the, you know, it doesn't work out anymore. I think that's the importance of cross promotion across all platforms. Yeah, probably. TikTok, I mean, I've got something like 75,000 followers okay. and my views get, I get like 300 views. So it's <laughs> not very indicative of yeah, the numbers. True. I think Instagram yeah. and YouTube are, are, are a far more accurate representation of who's actually watching. You. Yeah, well, you think the Chinese aren't being upfront about the <laughs> social media? I don't know, man. They, they have certainly inflated a lot of Americans' egos, though, the way they did those <laughs> balloons. <laughs> The balloons, the sub, what a year for transportation, isn't it? Been, yeah, uh, I mean, come on. What, Where are the Beatles now? They, they'd be putting out some great songs. I, probably, yeah. <laughs> um, let, let me tell, ask you about um, uh, just about your, your comedy style. You know, it's a lot of physicality. It's a lot of voice. That that I know for me as a teacher and also for me as a performer, that is I do not excel in that. You know, I was talking to my students about acting out their bits and I go, here's the thing. I rarely act out bits. I'm not good at that. But yet people love it so much. And it's hard for a lot of comedians. You know, they're more like the joke tellers and that can work for you. But you do such a, a great job with that stuff that oh, I struggle you. with. And with a lot of comedians struggle with days. What what was your uh, approach to it? Did that come naturally to you? Did you yeah, do anything is- to get good at that? That is, I think that is the thing I leaned on so hard, especially when I started. I hadn't Mm. really figured out how to write jokes that I thought were funny and make people agree. Um, I've, my stage presence, I guess, is all that was what I always got when I was young. It's like, oh, you have such a great stage presence, Mm -hmm. which doesn't mean you're a good comic at the time. They're just trying to find something to say to be nice in the moment. And, um, yeah, the volume, I've always just been a really loud person at like, games or you know mm-hmm. what have you have just always been looking for an excuse to to yell if i need to <laughs> and uh you can't do it in polite society so i was <laughs> able to kind of crank the volume up on stage uh as far as the acting out goes i don't know man i i i just get up there and it's like let it rip i go yeah. fast and uh i just i don't know i i just it's weird it's weird when i get on stage I am not that way off stage. Uh, <laughs> I am not animated and throwing my hands all over the place. Uh, it's just turn the volume up to 10 and hit the stage, man, and, and then just go with it. Well, you're doing a great job with it. And if it comes naturally, that's that's a gift because that, uh, you know, I mean, I think you can develop that. I think you can get better on stage. I think just and sometimes you do it without even knowing you're getting better just by yeah. you know, the repetition of it. But no, since since the get go, yeah, you were just terrific at that, and that really was, uh, I think, a thing that stood made you stand out on shows. You oh, know, for sure. and then with uh, with the cartoon character appearance too, with all the hair <laughs> yeah. bouncing around and everything. I mean, it, it definitely is an added element to it. So yeah, I mean, I know you've shaved the beard recently, or you have in the past. I've seen. I have in the past. Pat, it's no always beard. an accident. It's always an accident. <laughs> it's, always a, it's always a grooming mistake that you, yeah, the, you're covering. The guard for. falls off, or I put the wrong one on, and I gotta, I gotta adjust. But it's, uh, it's, it's at a real nice length right now. It's, I can still nice. eat soup, so I don't have to trim. There anything you go. Out. So we will get, we will get uh, Zach Martina at ten this weekend. <laughs> yes, you'll get Zach we'll Martina, Zach at, Martina 10. at ten. And I uh, don't no- know what uh, anything else would look like, man. <laughs> <laughs> But no, you could see, because uh, I remember, I guess famously, wasn't it Emo Phillips changed his whole look? 
He had that like bowl haircut, like this is like oh, in the eighties, yeah. and then he changed his look, and it was kind of like this guy's not funny anymore. <laughs> like I think that I don't think that's you, but is that a fear that like hey, if I you know if I wanted to change my whole look and no, I'm not really afraid of the look thing. No. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be able to do a couple uh, jokes that are appearance based, but yeah. just because I change the look doesn't mean that the. Uh, that I'm going to turn the volume down at right. all. <laughs> well, you hear at comics, you know, comics lose a bunch of weight, and they're like, yeah, he was funnier, fatter. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think I, in that regard, like, people just empathize with yeah. a big person. They're right. like, oh, yeah. yeah, this, I get this, I can, right. I can relate. And there's not, like, this level of competition. They're not necessarily seen as a threat. Right. So well, here's, what you, here's how you know the weight thing's bullshit. Because if you see a comedian who's gained a lot of weight, no one goes up to him and go, God, you're so funny now. What happened? Yeah. What did you do? I mean, it's it's amazing the way you've transformed your whole act. Uh, uh, <laughs> Gallon ice cream a day. That's all it takes. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I've been up and down. What can I tell you? I mean, uh, I mean, I've been they, they should call me Duncan, man. I am <laughs> a yo-yo right up and down. All right, let's give you let's get you one more thing uh, before we get out of here. Uh, Oh, let's talk about family, because that's such a big part of your act. I want to bring that up to you. I saw pictures of you. I want I don't I'm just going to have you say where you were. Was it over the summer you went on this? Like I you were in one. It was like look like an amazing trip that you took over the summer. Tell people about that. Uh, well, it's actually just last month. I think was it you're last referring. month? Was it that? I, yeah, but you were like in. I feel like you were on the Amalfi Coast or something. Yes, Am I right we about were. that? We were on oh the Amalfi God. Coast. We were the in Amalfi Italy. Coast. That is uh, that is all thanks to my wife. She Emily will just will be sitting down at dinner. We'll be sitting down at lunch, and then she's like, "I want to go to this place." Uh, <laughs> a few years back, I think it was like six years ago, seven years ago, she decided she wanted to go to Iceland. Oh, so wow. she just up and booked it i was like it was just a conversation and then three hours mm-hmm. later it was booked same thing happened this past year with italy um yeah. she and she's 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 a real bargain shopper i mean okay we, our daughters are very into taylor swift it cost us less money to go to italy for 10 days than it would have for four tickets to taylor <laughs> swift okay. like she is just the best at finding deals like that and it was it was awesome man you know the girls you know they're picky eaters at home like mm-hmm. uh like most kids but having been able to take them to places like iceland and mexico and now italy they know that when we go over there we eat what they eat ah. we try a bunch of stuff and i mean it was it was awesome yeah it was, I- a, it was a great time I've always wanted to go, and I actually have, you know, I have relatives that live in Italy. They just don't live on the Amalfi Coast. <laughs> I, I think whatever pile of dirt my relatives live on, not as fun to visit, but uh, I'll tell you I'd what, there's a lot of piles of dirt on the Amalfi Coast, and Is that's where really? we stayed okay. when we were there, and it was awesome, man. It was yeah? it was beautiful. The views were just as good. It was just not as commercial as, uh, yeah. you know, Rome or Milan or whatever. It was just yeah. a little small fishing, fishing village where there were two restaurants, and we went to one I mean, for the three nights that we were there, or four nights that we were there, we went to one three nights in a row. It was, yeah, it was okay. Just, it was wonderful. The food is insane. Um, I mean, I don't know how graphic you want to get here, but I, I can give a very graphic telling of how I know the food in Italy is uh, of better quality I mean, than in America. All right, we'll go out with this, Zach. Tell us about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> here's big the thing. finish, I, big finale. Closing bitch. The light is on, Zach. Do it. 
Um, Italian food is so good in comparison to American food. And I know this because growing up, living my entire life, eating the food that we have in America, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll drop a deuce on the regular during the okay. day. And it is okay. not always of a wonderful consistency. I'm going to try and keep this as clean as I can. I got to <laughs> Italy. I would go once a day and it would be one turd. Smooth and long, the way the body's meant to digest it. I got oh. home from Italy. I was right, I was right back to Jackson Pollock in that toilet bowl, man. That's how I know the food is of a better quality. <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Zach Martina. Buy your tickets now. I can hear people typing uh, on comedycastle.com after that story. <laughs> Buy <Buying their> tickets. <laughs> But hey, look, that's keeping in theme. But look, you got to figure this audience that's coming out, especially Friday, that, you know, some of those might have Thanksgiving dinner still in them. And who knows? No, we're going to we're going to be talking about it for sure. It we're going to be talking them. about the reasons that's the only time we see our family yeah. one, <laughs> one time a year. Well, look, I'm really looking forward to seeing you this weekend and I uh, hope your daughter feels better and you have a oh, great thanks, holiday. Man. I hope I mean, your girlfriend uh, feels better and uh, hope so too. Yeah, man, I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. It's always fun when Zach's at the club. So get your tickets over on ComedyCastle.com. Zach, thanks so much for talking to me. Joel, it was a pleasure. Right. And I look forward to doing some more this weekend. And 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 we will do an interview in person. We'll we'll make that right, happen. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll invite we'll invite Tom. He can pay for it, and then we'll all go out. Just keep. Thanks, we got to make sure he knows to keep the the rate conversation Absolutely. to a minimum. Absolutely. All right, buddy. I'll see you this weekend. Thanks, Zach. Take care, buddy. Bye bye. All right, guys. With that, <laughs> ending the interview. Right in the toilet. But Zach is one of uh, the funniest comedians. And bring everybody. Bring mom, dad, grandparents. You'll all love Zach. It's going to be a great show. Uh, thanks so much again for listening. If you like this show, if you're enjoying listening to it, remember you can uh, get this show on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts, you can get the Comedy Castle podcast. We are on Instagram and Facebook, so look for us there. And share the show. Share that you're having a good time. You're listening to the comics. And uh, come out this weekend, all right? Everybody, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll catch you next weekend. Bye-bye. One more.